Welcome to Busy Bard's Ear Training Episode 6. Hey, if you're new to this show, this is a free introduction to the 20% of music theory that you need to create 80% of the music you hear and love. But instead of teaching these concepts like I might in an ebook or in a course, I'm going to teach it on this podcast as if you, you know, had to teach it to a group of idiots after a nuclear apocalypse. One of the best ways to learn something is to teach it. And as a former teacher, I just really enjoy giving you a glimpse into the world of teaching, well, the general public. I'm Tony Morse, the Busy Bart, and in this episode of A Nuclear Survivor's Guide to Music, our characters are going to introduce you to the seven notes you need to start making singable music. Thus, unlocking our ability to really start ear training next week. Enjoy! You smell that? That is a mighty fine burger that I'm making right now. How, how are you making a burger? We, we don't even have any bread. What in tarnation are you talking about? I don't need any bread to, for this to be a burger. A burger without a bun? Are you crazy? Oh, men and their bun. Well, it well, is I not my that darn crazy. If you look at the dictionary, it says it's a round patty of a savory ingredient, typically ground beef. Says typically served with a bun, but not Okay, but anyone who orders a hamburger without the bun is going to be disappointed. That's just nonsense. It says typical. It doesn't mean it's rock But what is a burger? Is a burger an item or is it an experience? Because this determines We don't need to get philosophical about it. We just need to know, like, is it a hamburger or not? Well, I say it definitely is a hamburger because you don't need the bun. You know, I never actually had a Big Mac. What does it say? I don't need no commercial to know that I have a burger. All right, everybody, let's continue with where we left off last time. I don't even remember where we left off last time. Yeah, you knew. Yeah, it's been a while. You went out for cigarettes. It's been a while. What's up? Should I break the fourth wall and tell them why it took so long? Nah. People are going to be listening to this in like a year, and it's not really going to matter what happened two years earlier. Yeah, I'll just teach. Well, then let's just review what we did last time. We learned that there were 12 absolute pitches, and these pitches repeat at higher and lower pitches. We did it by standing in a line and having everybody call out an individual pitch. You could also just imagine a row of 12 abstract dots or dashes in your head and you could pick any dot on this infinite row i'm gonna point to a random one of you and you're gonna sing your little pitch c do and i can move up a half step to c sharp do and up to d do up to d sharp do down a half step to d do down a half step to c sharp do down a half step to c do down a half step to b do and so on and so forth you could just think about what we did last time thank you thank you okay now what happens if i do this see i'm pointing to you 
Do. Now D, I'm pointing to you. Do. Hey, you skipped me. Yes, that's because you represent C sharp, which is the note in between C and D. And uh, yeah, I skipped you. What? Why? Because you're vegan. Because instead of moving by a half step, I moved by a whole step. So if you have that line of dots in your head, if you go up by one dot, that's a half step. But if you skip a dot and go up by two dots, that's called a whole step. So for example, we can mix and match these patterns. And now it sounds something like this. I'm gonna pick a random one of you, uh, you. Do. Okay, now I'm gonna whole step to you. Do. And then I'm gonna whole step to you. Do. And then I'm gonna half step to you. Do. And then I'm gonna whole step up to you. Do. And then I'm gonna whole step up to you. Do. And then I'm gonna whole step up to you. Do. did that? It was I, Teach. I am Spartacus. No. I am Spartacus. I am Spartacus. I am Spartacus. Wait, why am I standing in solidarity with you? Because you secretly love me. Uh, okay, okay, but but why did you do that? Why? A am, am I in trouble? No, 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 not at all, but I'm just curious. Why did you do that? Well, it, it just sounded a little incomplete, so I, I wanted to finish it. And that you just proved such a huge point. So without bring me bringing any attention to it, he heard this pattern. Da 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 da. And his ear recognized that something needed to be finished. So he filled in that last da, which by the way, is actually the same thing as our starting point. Da, da. Da, 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 da. Now I see why he uses Melodyne in all of his edits. Ow. Uh, okay, so let's actually break down what happened. I picked a random one of you in line or to represent a random dot of pitch. That was my starting point. And we're gonna call that starting point start or home, whatever you prefer. <laughs> I went up a whole step and then a whole step, then a half step, then a whole step, then a whole step, then a whole step, and then eventually we did one half step up to you, the 13th person in line. And what do we call the 13th dot or 13th pitch? Well, the octave. But I still don't get why we call it the octave if it's the 13th pitch. Well, you see, young grasshopper, if we actually count the notes we just sang, you would get one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, one is the same as one, one. So what you're saying I is, think I'm onto something. That means... I know exactly what you're getting at. Yes. That, that, that this was a tenth of my that I had in front of me the whole entire time. Yes. No, if we just went one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, one, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, one, the octave is the eighth note that we just picked out. All right, now everyone back in line. Let me pick another random one of you to start with. You. 
do up a whole step do up a whole step do up a half step do up a whole step do whole step do whole step do half step do okay so now can the seven of you that i just pointed at take one step forward Okay, so in front of me are D, E, F sharp, G, A, B, C sharp, and then D again. But if you'll permit me... I don't. Well, I'm going to do it anyway. If you permit me, we're going to change the name of the notes again. But you It's actually going to be so much easier. Watch this. Our home base, we're going to call one. Do. We're gonna whole step up to two. Do. We're gonna whole step up to three. Do. We're gonna half step up to four. Do. We're gonna whole step up to five. Do. We're gonna whole step up to six. Do. We're gonna whole step up to seven. Do. And then we half step back up to one. Do. And then we could whole step up to two. Do. Whole step up to three. Do. Half step up to four. Do. Whole step to five. Do. Whole step to six. Do. Whole step to seven. Do. Half step to one. And you could go anywhere on our infinite spectrum of pitches, start anywhere, and follow that same exact template to get this same sound. These seven notes are called the major scale of music. But I like to think of it as the master scale. Because if you master the complete ins and outs of the major scale, you'll be able to understand and comprehend the entire world of music. Okay, Teach, but what's a scale? Well, it's two weights on a string that you do to measure something. It's the factor of size comparison. Oh, it's a small section of a fish. I thought you were vegan. Yeah, I eat fish like once a month because I've become too vitamin deficient. Uh, okay, those are all true, but in music, a scale is the word we use to describe this concept. If we have our 12 repeating absolute pitches, we can select a certain group of them to act as our template for making music. And generally speaking, throughout the whole song, we're going to mainly use those notes that we have selected as our template. It's, it's kind of like a color palette that a business or a painter uses. Once you have five or so colors picked out, you have a set identity. Okay, but what about all the people that are still crouching there? You know, like all those notes that are in between. Yeah, you made us crouch for a while. Okay, so even though I've chosen these seven repeating notes to be my template or my scale, I'm free at any point to use those other five notes at any time and have you sing your wonderful note. But I'll talk about that in a different lesson. But we want to take part in this now. We don't want to sit here. It's not fair. I, I know, but right now I'm working with these seven people, these seven notes. I'll get my mom involved. What's that going to do? She's going to get you fired. She can't fire me. I don't have an HR director. I'm just here teaching you guys. Well, I'll make her an HR director just so she can fire you. Did somebody need an HR director? Hey, who invited the girl? Wow, is that one of the Nephilim from Genesis 6? She looks 6? like she has no soul. Okay, okay. Uh, how about we all just stand up equally? We're going to go back to the 12 repeating absolute pitches. And I'm just going to rapid fire demonstrate to you that we could repeat this pattern of distances this major scale on any one of you and it's actually going to sound the same every time all right e flat you're home now do whole step whole step 
Half step. Full step. Full step. Full step. Half step. You're on B flat. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, one. That's all you, E. You're home now. Full step. Full step. Half step. Full step. Full step. Full step. Half step. And A. It's your turn. Okay, so since we said that A was no equal to note one, what we're really saying is that we were in the key of A major. Hey, teach, what's a key? Are you dumb? It's when you need to get into a door and you get into your pocket. No, 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 we're not doing this again. Good question. So scale plus the absolute pitch that you picked as your home base equals the key. So if I say B sharp is my home note, my home base, and then we build the major scale with note one being equal to B sharp, we're in the key of B sharp major. If I say F is equal to note one, what key are we in? F major. major. Awesome. Now let me kind of present two different paths for you here. If we know there's 12 absolute pitches, then that means technically speaking, we could create 12 different major keys. And this is what people traditionally do. They would say, we're in the key of C major. So we're going to be using notes C, D, E, F, G, A, B, and C. And then later on they'll be like, okay, now it's time to memorize the key of D major. Key of D major is D, E, F sharp, G, A, B, C sharp, and D. And then they memorize the 12 major keys. Oh, that seems like a lot of memorization. It is a lot of memorization, but it is possible with a lot of practice and there are a lot of benefits to thinking this way. So you're saying we have to do all this memorization before we could start making music? I thought you said we'd be playing Yeah, quickly. I ain't got no time. It's like the seven years of tribulation. Getting 99 runecrafting took less time than this. It's okay, it's okay, it's okay. There is actually an easier way to approach this that lets you make music the whole entire time as you're learning it. But what is Well, if we know the major scale is always created by using the pattern of one whole step to two whole step to three half step to four etc then it will always sound like da 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 or da 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 then that means as long as we effectively know the pitch to start building our major scale template on top of aka the key then effectively, once we know the key, we don't have to think about anything else anymore. We just have to memorize the major scale once. That seems a little better, I, I guess. I'm still a little bit confused. Okay, well, it's gonna become a lot easier when we actually start making music with it, as opposed to just looking at it theoretically. Yeah, we've been doing this, but I feel like we still haven't really made music. Okay, okay, good point. You've probably noticed right now that all we've been really doing is starting at note one, 
and then going up to the next note one. But if you only practice scales in this way, well, you start to run into a problem. You develop the muscle memory of only playing the scale in sequential order in that way, from one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, one. And then after a while, all of your songs start to sound exactly the same. Okay, so technically, you can make music by taking any one of these seven notes and randomly, quote, playing them at, quote, random times, and you end up with something like this. Five, three, four, four, two, three, four, three, two, one, one, two, four. So you're saying any one of us can start singing, and as long as we're in the seven notes of the major scale, we're going to sound good. Ah, let's give it a shot. Yeah, screw you, teach. We're going to do it ourselves. Rebellion. Guys, I think we kind of suck. Yeah, we should quit while we wear our hair. I don't see what could have gone wrong. Well, see, you assume that just because we picked the seven notes that always sound good together. Uh, that we have everything we need to start making music or melodies. But obviously, yeah, there's a little more to the story of making music. In fact, there's actually a bit more to the story, and we'll definitely uncover that over the next few lessons, but for now we just need to start off easy. Melodies are not just randomly playing notes. Okay, music is almost never random. To fix this, though, we need to harken back to our lesson from last time. Wh what did we do again? Rhythm, do you even remember anything? Okay, so first, let's set a central beat. And now let's set a measure of four counts. One, two, three, four. One, two, three, four. And now let's assemble some of those rhythmic building blocks we learned last time to create a measure worth of rhythm. One, two, and three, and four. Ta, ta, di, ta, di, ta. And now we could start placing notes of the scale on top of these rhythms. Something like this. One, two, two, five, four, three, three, two, two, four, two, three. Wow, that actually sounds like real music. Okay, okay, so I can just stick random notes on top of this rhythm, and then it'll sound good. Yeah, how about you give it a shot? Five, two, three, seven, five, seven, four, six, two. Okay, then teach. How come yours sounded all nice, but mine sounded, I don't know, disorganized or something? It was a good shot. Um, and again, you did mainly hit the, the notes of the major scale, so it wasn't truly, truly bad. Um, but again, music is never truly random. You just happen to pick random notes and then something seems off. 
here's the thing. You, ha you have to understand that for now, I've really only taught you the raw materials of making a melody. And that's rhythm and the major scale. But just because you know the raw materials doesn't mean you have a good mindset for putting them together. Uh, in fact, in a lot of ways, making music is a lot like cooking. Okay, okay, how so? Okay, how about you describe to me the cooking process, and I'll cut you off periodically and tell you how it's exactly like making music. Oh, well, I got that. All right, all right. So you know how you get all hungry-like on a piping hot day? So to eat, you have to cook. But then you wander around yonder yonder kitchen, only realize you don't have any ingredients. So you enjoy listening to music, and you eventually decide to start making music. You buy an instrument, only to realize you have no idea what you're actually doing. Go ahead. Cool, so then you go on down yonder to the grocery store and you buy some ingredients. You buy lessons, or a book, or listen to a podcast, of course. Like busy cards. Yeah, yes, thank you for the shameless plug. And then you learn the basic music theory that provides you with the raw materials to assemble music together. Oh yeah, one time I laid out all them ingredients for my wife and just said, put it all together in the pot and we'll eat when I come on you on home. And let me tell you, I don't know how you mess up Top Raymond, but she done messed up Darn Tootin' Top Raymond. For some odd reason, she did not add water to the pot and she just added the noodles. She didn't even cut the veggies up right in anything and she put the stock of the zucchini in and she threw away the rest of the damn squash. Yeah, Western women are useless. That's why I married a Polish woman. I wish I could even get a woman. Wait, so you're supposed to throw away the stock of the zucchini? But, yes, but anyway, if you have all the raw materials of music, just like the major scale or the rhythm that I taught you, but if you have no experience or game plan for how to actually arrange or compose a song, well, you'll make sounds. They'll be consonant and probably sound okay. You might have happy accidents, but you won't confidently or consistently make compelling pieces of music. Yeah, and then next time she made Raymond, she got a little ambitious and thought, oh, I know the problem. The problem is that I needed new and exciting ingredients that I've never cooked before. So oftentimes people think that learning more scales and more modes and more chord voicings is gonna fix their problem. And let me tell you, it was a terrible second time. Turns out, I needed to write the recipe of how to make a simple Raymond that was simple enough for her to follow and in a place where she'd always find it. So I got a tattoo of it. You have a ramen recipe on you? Where? Well, right here. Oh, oh my god. I am not oh gay. God. I cannot That's be licked. Oh yes, sir. You can see it right here. Step one, boil water. Step two, add Raymond. Three, add seasoning. Four, let sit. Five, the stock of the soup goes in the trash. Okay, put your ass away, please. And, um, look, that's why I want to help you all develop various musical mindsets for combining melody and rhythm. It's burning my mind. So that way you can start making your own music. <laughs> I really wish I'd see your ass again. I will kill you. Y'all have never seen a buttocks before? All right, all right, all right. I, I'm not going to talk about different types of melodic mindsets for now. I'll just introduce that to you over time. Let's just uh, 
forget what we have all experienced here together and how about we do some call and response practice of getting used to the major scale huh well, well, bye. See you next then. time I hope you enjoyed this week's episode next week we're going to break character for a little bit and just start doing some call and response exercises just to get our ears familiar with the sounds of the major scale but applied to actual music that we enjoy listening to. Be sure to follow this podcast so you don't miss it. And follow Busy Bards on Instagram to keep in touch. See you next week.